everyone, and welcome to the Pickup Podcast. Uh, we have a very special episode here for episode, I believe it is 57, episode 57. I will correct myself if I'm wrong. Um, this is my first episode by myself, uh, and, and by that I mean uh, there's no Catherine Niker, so... You know, she usually cues everything up. So let me just apologize to everyone if my ADHD starts to pop. Um, but we are very, very lucky and very fortunate. Uh, I guess we've been trying to get on the podcast for a while. Um, and we are very, very happy that she is joining us from Romania, which is like just, you know, that's like a new <laughs> honor for this podcast. She covers tennis. Uh, she covers W. She covers the NBA. Um, she's an absolute must-follow uh, and someone uh, I, I recently met at the WNBA preseason game in Toronto. Uh, please make some noise, uh, even if you're at home alone, uh, for Krina Mustafa. What's up, Krina? Oh, my God. What an intro. That was amazing. But first of all, it made it sound like I'd been turning you guys down. That is not the case. That's <laughs> you know, true. We've been, yeah. We've been wanting to get around for so long. I'm like, this is literally the first time you asked me to come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because that's like our internal dialogue. And it definitely did seem like that. Um, Krina has not been turning us down. This is more <laughs> of a us being disorganized thing uh, or me specifically um just wanted to make that clear yeah no that's that's a very important starter you you have not been like yeah like not returning our calls your people have just not been getting back to us i know god i gotta fire that intern yeah you know interns listen like you gotta step up your game so wait let me let me just i guess you know before we get started here uh ask you two quick questions um but what first of all what time is it in in romania yeah, so it's 10 a.m. for you, which means it is 5 p.m. for me. So I'm seven hours ahead. Um, and kind of like we were just talking about off the pod, it's been a little bit weird to have some W games be at like 2 a.m., mm-hmm. 3 a.m., 4 a.m. So like the camp day games, for example, were perfect for me because they were at like 6.30 p.m. And I was able to watch them, no problem. Um, so I know everybody was like always complaining about the early morning times for those games, but it benefited me with my time zone. So that's nice. been nice. But yeah, no, I've just been, I've been doing rewatches. It's nice also because like I'm doing a lot of family stuff while I'm here in Romania. And so I, it's nice to have some moments where I'm like by myself and just like rewatching the W games that I've missed to just kind of like have a little bit of a break as well too. But no, the vacation's been good overall. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess just staying safe in the heat. Do you, do you love the heat? I love the heat, but I mean, that's is dangerous heat, right? I love the heat, but yesterday was like the first day that we had 30 degrees up until now. Like my entire Europe vacation, I went to Italy for a little bit too. It was like 40 plus every single day. Yeah, that's wild. Um, and that takes a little bit of getting used to because I'm originally like, you know, like we're like from Toronto. It's mm-hmm. always cold for a majority yes. of the year. And even the summers are, don't really get that hot anymore. So at first I was like, I'm going to embrace this. I love this heat. But now when, when you get to like two weeks in a row of it, it becomes to be a lot. And you're like, oh, this is actually hitting me a lot more than I want it to. So I've been taking a lot of naps, making sure to stay in my air-conditioned yeah. Airbnb uh, when I can. But yeah, it's it's been a lot. I feel like enti- the entirety of like Europe is on that like 40 plus degree heat. Yeah. Siestas are very real. So uh, I'm, I'm half Nicaraguan and... That was like a big part of like when I would go to Nicaragua, I have family in Honduras as well. Like siestas are real. 
because you yeah. basically can't be outside in the middle of the day. Um, and like you, I sort of, you know, I, I get that people are uncomfortable in Toronto summers, but for me, I'm just like, listen, this is like three weeks. It doesn't or, compare. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't compare um, at all. But, uh, but yeah, like uh, other, other parts of the world, like even my, my partner's family's in South Carolina and that's like really sort of like extra humid heat mm -hmm. where you're like at 8am you're just sweating. So, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. Torontonians, um, we have a lot of American listeners just, <laughs> just know that Torontonians are, we're not great with the heat. We're, we're better with the cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not good with the cold, yeah. but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, we don't reflect everybody. Are. Yes, that's true. Um, and then, yeah, let me just, I guess, you know, let people know about, you know, uh, who you are. And, you know, we can do plugs at the end of the podcast. But, you know, you 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 cover tennis and, and the W uh, and the NBA, like, equally, would you say? Or sort of, are you more on the tennis side? Like, I think... Tennis is definitely at the forefront um, just because it is 12 months out of the year. Like it never really stops. So I mm -hmm. am always covering tennis. And I just feel like because that's the sport that I feel like I kind of resonate with, with the most, like feel most connected to it. I feel like just like an impulse to cover it all the time. Um, like that's actually how I've gotten a couple of my tennis jobs. Just like producers and people finding my tennis tweets they're like oh you're tweeting about tennis 24 7 like you seem knowledgeable <laughs> like we have these positions um but I think during the WNBA season I feel like my W coverage kind of like overarchs over my NBA coverage almost yeah. at this point um it's just it's just a different vibe I feel like the NBA is fun I grew up watching the NBA that's how I got mm -hmm. into basketball but there's just something different with the W and I'm sure you can like also agree with me on that where it's just a little bit more fun to cover teams that are also not necessarily in your hometown. Like we don't have a team. So yeah, it's kind of totally. just easy to be like objective about all 12 teams. Yeah. Um, and that almost makes it a little bit more fun to cover. And I think also just the basketball that the W plays in comparison to the NBA, you focus a lot more on the skill sets of the players and like, actual game of basketball I just feel mm -hmm. like the style is a little bit different and it's honestly helped me learn more about basketball um and getting down to like the nitty-gritty stuff and I think that's why I also um tend to go more into the W direction and also just like covering women's sports in general because that's kind of my main mantra is like I want more attention on women's sports and so that's yeah. why I gravitate a little bit more to like women's tennis and women's basketball um so yeah I think those two probably hold up more priority over the nba yeah because um, even as we know the raptors have had a little bit of a rocky up and down couple yeah. of years now and it hasn't a... been the hasn't been the best time post championship yes exactly it's been some good <laughs> stuff but yeah we, we really we started this podcast uh in in the season that the the sky won and yeah it's just been like it's just been so fun learning about the w and there's been a lot sort of like um just just the overall vibe of the league, like what's happening. So what's happening socially on the court, just, it's, it's so dynamic in a way that I, you know, I, I guess I semi understood from afar, but getting into it is just like, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. It's like sort of like brought stuff out of me and Catherine personally, we didn't really expect, you know? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, let's, let's jump into it. So we, uh, we are a, a little while, like, you know, there's the, this season is back and running, but we, uh, we're sem somewhat fresh off of 
uh, Vegas and the W All-Star Game and skills and all the cool events that happened. But I think I really want to lead with, like, I, I guess I've never seen anything like this. So mm-hmm. the Sabrina, nobody's uh, seen anything like it. No one's but seen a record. Like it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a record. And oh, wait, is that a Sabrina shirt? Yeah, it is. It's her slam shirt. Oh, huge! Um, I thought it was like fitting for today's pod. Yeah, um, good choice. I feel like I I'm just wearing a Puerto Rico bird shirt, so my bad. Um, but uh, yeah, like. I guess I'll, I'll just sort of let you go off on it a little bit. Like, like, where were you when you were watching this? Were you with people? Was it a replay? Like, what kind of, like, context can you provide as far as sort of, like, what, like, where this sits? Obviously, it's a record, but, like, where this sits in other major W performances you've seen? Mm-hmm. So I am super grateful that I was able to watch this live because I think if I watched it on replay, I would have been super bummed because this was, like, almost a once in a lifetime type of performance because like she literally set the record in both nba and WNBA. so it was like 11 p.m midnight here in romania during the skills and the three-point contest um my whole family was sleeping i was alone in the living room my laptop was on i had my headphones plugged into it and i was just watching (laughs) and i was just like seeing her sink one three after another after another after and i was literally sitting there going oh my god oh my god Oh, but like what is going on right now? Yes. I could not believe it. And I couldn't really like scream or anything like that because like I said, like my whole family was sleeping. And if I made like a single sound, like somebody would have woken up in this Airbnb. Yeah. Um, so I've just it was kind of surreal. It was kind of surreal to just be sitting there watching this extremely historic performance. And then just kind of sitting there after going, like, what just happened? What did I just witness? Um, I think Sabrina is a really talented shooter. Um, I was able to go to New York back in June, in early June, to cover a Liberty game. And just watching the way she gets shots up in practice, like she just does this all the time. She makes Mm -hmm. all her shots in practice. And I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why she performs so well in the three-point contest is because to her, that's just, that's just normal life. Like that's just how she practices. Um, we'll we'll talk when she improves a little bit more when she has defenders on her but in terms of taking those open threes she's really good at it her she has a really nice shooting technique she lets it fly um and she's really confident i think that's another big thing is she knows that she's a good shooter and that's i think that's a big reason why she was able to be so successful but the fact that she set that record for both men and women like that to me is incredible 37 points we've literally never seen that before and like the most recent kind of like incredible W performance that I can think of when I was trying to like compare this is like Chelsea Gray's run last year in the WNBA playoffs and finals, yes. where she just went on that like insane stretch of shooting like over 60% from the field. It yeah. was just like extremely efficient um, and ended up winning finals MVP. And I think it's kind of in that conversation. I think it's a little bit different just because I think the WNBA finals have a much higher stakes than a three-point mm-hmm. contest. Uh, so I still think Chelsea Gray's performance is like much higher than that, but it still is in that conversation. It got it provoked a lot of conversations too. It got a lot of attention to WNBA All-Star and just like the W in general. I feel like everybody was talking about her performance in the three-point contest this weekend. Um, yeah, so I think it was super great. I'm like, yeah, like she is. She is a shooter like that, and I was really glad to see her to see her take that title. Yeah, so so many good points. Like you know, I think 
the eyes on the all-star game is a massive one. I think, you know, I saw all sorts of basketball fans and just a casual sports fans and, you know, people I know don't really follow the W sharing this and just, you know, yeah, like it's, it's that, it's that rare sports moment where people are in disbelief. Um, and even and the trolls can't say anything. Oh yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. It's the same setup as for the NBA. Like you literally, they can't find any holes in that. Yeah. And that was like kind of the beauty of it too. Yeah. It, th that's a great point. Cause it's sort of like, you know, yeah. Trolls will always find a way to whatever disparage the W and like, I think this is something where, yeah, things are exactly equal and, you know, like it, also like even Whitcomb like had like a really like strong performance. So like it wasn't this mm -hmm. like total anomaly, like the, the W yeah. is filled with good shooters. And, you know, I, like my my example also was going to be uh, Chelsea Gray in, in the playoffs, just because, I you know, as someone that hasn't I don't have like 10 seasons of like W watching experience. That to me is a major standout as far as like just like a moment where one player sort of like just puts on a cape and takes over. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the other point you want to, I really want to touch on is, is having defenders. Like, I think that definitely <laughs> the stakes are so different when, yeah. you know, if you're Chelsea and people are, people are all over you. Mind you though, Chelsea in the uh, skills competition earlier also showed out. So, I mean, she's just amazing. I mean, Chelsea Gray is Chelsea Gray. Like we can't really, yeah. you know, she's her. <laughs> um. But yeah, and then and then the last thing too, I really sort of want to like just um, like yes and to what you're saying is like the shooting form. Like yeah, I mean I've seen I, I've seen Sabrina shoot in games, and I know she's amazing. Um, but I think watching the like how relaxed she was, like even the announcer, it took like two. I think like maybe around the second rack because I think she missed her first shot. Yes, maybe. she missed her first shot. Yeah. Um, and then he was like talking about, I forget, like, is it Ryan Rucco? I forget who it is, but he was, Probably. he was talking about something else. And then he sort of had to like, like zoom his focus back to be like, oh shit. I think she just hit 10 in a row. Yeah. Um, and then, and then like right after he got locked in, she hit the deep shots, which like that also was like the, for me, the transition from like the, the, the racks to the deep shots and just how fluid that was. Mm -hmm. was was absolutely wild like that she was loves like, taking those shots like she's pulled up from the logo so many times in the like in the amount of years that i've watched her play she lives for those shots like she that, that's just her mentality and i think just you saying like how she's relaxed because she has so much confidence in her shooting form that she knows that she just needs to keep going and that they're gonna go in yeah um well i'm just gonna add this and sorry that i you know i didn't put this um in, in the original thing but like I, I just sort of had this thought do you think there's any part of sabrina that was you know feeling like she needed to step up or sort of like you know the, the fact that she is like the logo for 2k and i've seen some online pushback like that you know it shouldn't be her do you think there's like that's any like added level of motivation where she was like kind of like i'm going to i'm going to show people that i am special honestly i think based on all the media I've done with her and just like, even just from speaking to her, I honestly think she was just there to have fun. She doesn't really think about these things too much um, from everything, like from all my interactions with her, she's very much like team first. 
Mm -hmm. So whenever she does get asked questions about like individual performances or anything related to that, she always just kind of brushes it off. Like even talks about like expectations of her and like who she is as a player. And her focus really is just like winning with her team. So I don't, I think honestly, like, and I know we'll talk about this more too later about just like all-star weekend in general, mm -hmm. but I really just think she was there to have fun. And I think she didn't have any pressure on her shoulders. She didn't feel any pressure. And I think that's what kind of led to that. Um, but I can also see, you know, the case of her just being like, maybe I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder and that just kind of went into it too, because I do see that side of her as well. Yeah. And yeah, I only bring that up because I know when you're at the, like the highest level uh, of athletics, sort of, you have to sometimes not necessarily invent things, but like, you know, I know players are good at channeling out the, the noise, but also players, they do look for those little extra things to sort of like. Yeah. In. And it's just, it's hard with Sabrina too, because she struggled with injuries basically since she entered the W. And I think yeah. a lot of the attention has been around her college career because of how good she was at Oregon. Um, and then obviously going number one after. And I think that's part of the reason why people get upset when her image does get pushed the way that it does, because, mm -hmm. and it's honestly valid sometimes because she hasn't had enough of a chance to prove herself For sure. um, in the W. And I think that's part of the issue. But I think now that she's like actually healthy, I mean, she's had a couple of hamstring issues this year. But other than that, like, I think right now she's like, she's trying to get better with every game and trying to prove and like support some of the reasons why maybe she should be at the forefront of some things yeah and to your chelsea point too like you know um we'll we'll get to the aces but you know she like like the the liberty really are you know a fantastic team so they are going to i think people expect them to make the finals and hopefully give a push uh for the championship so she is going to have to be a massive part of that she's going to be game plan for and she's going to have a chance to show Hopefully, you know, injuries provided. And and actually, like you, when you say that, I, I was thinking, were you were you the one that actually asked her what it feels like to be to be heading into a season healthy? Um, I, don't, I don't feel like you were at that presser, her, but I, I think somebody did ask her about it. Somebody's definitely asked her about it. I don't think I asked. I think I would have remembered if I asked it. But um, okay. <laughs> I, I think somebody else did. But I think she just kind of like. It was just kind of like, yeah, like it's super important for her to be fully healthy going into the season because like it's so much easier to get consistency with that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what the Liberty are going to continue to try to do as they like have all these like new pieces together. Yeah, totally. Um, cool. So, yeah, just moving on to, you know, just touching base, like any anything in general that sort of stood out to you about like All Star Weekend uh yeah like whether it's like silly you know size of the trophy type stuff uh or or just like died. oh my god yeah, well, right? who was it i think it was holly Rowe that was like this see the trophies are bigger this year I, oh my god yeah i love also that people yeah like i like holly but like it seems like everyone is so like i mean whatever i i totally understand all the engelbert critiques and stuff and when you're the top person i don't feel sorry for you but I I do love that the league has a I don't know just like an accepted quality about it where everyone is allowed to say things directly at Kathy and mm -hmm. and also like like in her presence like I love that like yeah I, I think it was Holly Rowe that said that yeah like, you know to the audience there so I yeah. think that, that's hilarious to me like yeah it was um, but yeah any on my other thoughts on All Star Weekend. 
definitely one that was like kind of more serious. I was really happy that Ryan Howard was able to get in. Obviously, like yeah, he didn't want I didn't want EDD to be injured, but I thought that Ryan deserved to be an all-star. So when she was initially left off of that list, I was kind of like, ooh, I don't really feel good about this. Um, so I was really glad that she was able to get in. And I also just like I really loved how happy all the players looked that weekend. Like it mm-hmm. just felt like whether it was like the events or the actual game. Uh, they all looked very relaxed and like that they were having fun. Um, like, and it really felt like an all-star weekend. Um, I know like things can get a little bit uncomfortable at times when you want to talk about like the things that the W needs to work on, but it felt yeah. like Vegas did a good job of hosting the weekend and it seemed like everything went relatively smoothly. Um, hopefully I'll be there next year because last few years stuff has happened. I'm not even in the country, <laughs> in the continent um, this year, but Hopefully I get to experience that too at some point. But yeah, like just based on like all the social stuff that I saw, it really seemed like the players were having a good time. And I think, um, I think that was really cool too about All-Star Weekend. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I really want to head to Phoenix next year. Like I think. It'll be hot there too. (laughs) It'll be wildly hot there. And I was actually just in Vegas for NBA Summer League before that. So I was really sad to like be leaving as the W was coming in. Mm -hmm. But um yeah, you know, a couple of highlights for me, like I think, you know, seeing Griner there, mic'd up, yes. um, you know. He was having fun. Yeah, and I love, I love, the, I loved her swearing after she, like they had to bleep her out after she missed a post up, uh, which is just like, that's amazing. Um, and then also like, I think this didn't get focused on enough, but there was this moment where they were like, like talking about everyone and like, you know, just like they 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 mentioned that Griner was just like sitting there eating a plate of bacon, yeah, and I'm like, was. I'm like, that's amazing. That's a, that's one of those things where I'm like, hold on, hold on, like just chilling yeah. and like we all know that she loves just like chilling, eating bacon, and I'm like, that's all good. But to be doing that like courtside is, I don't know, it's amazing. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That's like the definition of like I don't care, I'm relaxed, I'm just yes. here to have a good time. Um, or even just like her like dancing behind Kathy. Like that to me yeah. was also really funny. Um, yeah, no, I love BG. Like just seeing her back this year has like made my heart really happy. Um, you can definitely feel that like something was super off last year during All-Star. Um, the vibes were different. And this mm-hmm. year, I think with her back, it just felt like right again. Yeah, last year definitely. And, you know, other people said this on the broadcast even, but it did feel incomplete, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I also just want to add the box score up because I, I thought I saw a lot of attempts and shout out to Ryan for, um, not only like getting the call for all-star, but throwing up, uh, 13 threes. So 13 attempts at a game is like, okay, you're, you're not just happy to be there. You're, you're trying to knock them down. <laughs> um, and yeah, like, you know, uh, I, I guess the, like about the game itself all-star games are what they are, right? Like, I think there's not necessarily going to be a lot of defense, but is there anything that kind of stood out to you? I mean, Asia's team was having a little too much fun. They ended up getting rocked by Team Stewie. Yeah. um, Which was, like, that was funny. Um, I think I honestly really just like the trash talk between them two. Um, That was super funny to see. Stewie was, like, so much more like expressive this year. I feel like she kind of came out of her shell a little bit more. She's been like trash talking Asia for like a week leading mm-hmm. up to the all-star game. And then we saw it during the game too. 
um, and after. So I thought that was really cool too. Um, I just love seeing like the banter between all the players too. I do like the one, the one gripe I have with sure. the teams is that they chose their own teammates. And like, I understand, like even Stewie was talking about how like, about the relationship you have with people yeah, but like, like the how fun how fun would it have been to like have the aces players go up against each other for or, like, sure liberty like everybody you know what i mean like i feel like they played it so safe when they did the draft and i was like oh i wanted more drama i wanted like i wanted stewie to pick like chelsea gray uh, totally. or like jackie or like you know like or like yeah it's just yeah that was like my one gripe um, yeah that's that's a fair gripe i think part for me part of all any all-star is sort of like seeing the players in new positions, new teammates. So I think like, I'd also be, I don't know if you could make like, maybe it would be unfun if you turn that into a rule, but Mm. um, at the same time, it would be nice to see teammates sort of like go at each other. Yeah. Or like maybe a rule could be like, you have to do like at least like one trade or something. Oh, that's fun. Imagine getting traded. That would be so dramatic. Yeah, because they didn't do a trade. Like, I remember it was LaChina that she was hosting the draft, and she was like, okay, guys, you, you want to do any trades? And then they were like, nope, we're good. And I was like, oh, come on. I mean, shout out LaChina for just throwing that out. Because, like, what if they went with that? You know what I mean? Oh, God, I wish. I wish. Um, cool, yeah. So just just moving on, I think uh, we, I mean, Catherine talked about this so much on the podcast, so uh, our, our regular listeners know. Uh, but it, it's a major theme. And it's sort of like constantly resurfacing. Um, but there there was some expansion talk um, in and around All-Star, which makes sense. Um, and there was some shout outs to Toronto. So I feel like we, you know, that like shockwave is still being felt, which mm-hmm. I think, you know, everyone from Toronto and, you know, who came from the, like the GTA or whatever should feel proud. You know, we talked so much about this being an audition for ourselves and we showed up, uh, we got a lot of media, we, you know, sold out the merch, just, it was like a really, we, we took we did, our opportunity. We did so well, we stole James Wade. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Yeah. With James. Yeah. I, I thought, I think, I feel like I saw you tweet it, but James Wade was like, this is my house. And it's like, now it's like, wow, it really is. I know. I'm like, I almost feel bad. <laughs> yeah. We were very, we were too annoying that weekend. That's what that was. I know, but that's like, yeah, for, again, for our listeners who don't know Toronto well, we are annoying. Like a part of, <laughs> part of like, we like to think we're not, but we, listen, we, are. we are, we're noisy. Um, but yeah, just like, wh- where are you at with the expansion talks? Like I found there was some, uh, I'm not sure if I had heard this before, but you know, uh, in, in this article, um, Kelsey Plum sort of talked a little bit about how she doesn't feel like expansion should be um you know put in front of things like chartered flights um and you know salaries and sort of like better treatment of the players mm-hmm. uh I, that to me is sort of a new part of the conversation what what we what's your sort of like overall take on on that yeah i saw her say that and like i well i agree with that i don't think it should be in front of those things i think mm-hmm. that you can work on both simultaneously um yeah because i don't think that expansion happens before you fix that stuff before you fix the charter flights and the salaries Definitely. and all that especially in the next cba negotiation um but you still should be working on expansion before that because those things take time like you're not going to expand a team as soon as you solve all the other problems all of these things are happening um at the same time 
And I think based on what Kathy was saying to us, like the media in Toronto during the preseason game, it seems like they've been working on this for a while now. It seems like there's a lot of interested ownership groups that want to expand, whether it's in Toronto, whether it's in Philly, whether it's in the Bay Area. It seems like there's a lot of interest. And so I'm hoping that things like the charter flight program can start to grow a little bit quicker so that they don't only have them for like the back-to-backs and for the playoffs or whatever yeah. they have in place right now. Um, if we can get to a point where everybody gets charter flights for the entire season, great. That's a great first step because then you also fix the problem of like, if Toronto does get an extension mm-hmm. team going through customs and all of that icky, icky stuff that comes with like international travel. Um and then again, the salary stuff is going to come with CBA negotiations. So like at the same time, you can't really like control any of that yet, at least yeah. based on what I know. Um, you would just have to wait until the next negotiations start. And I think another big thing is going to be, I think ESPN's TV deal with the W is expiring pretty soon. Um, so whatever big broadcast deal they have next is also going to determine salaries moving forward as well. So I just think there's like, there's too many things happening right now to be like, we should only focus on this or we should only focus on that. I think if you're able to give the resources to give attention to all of these problems as they're happening, um, then it will be done and it can be done. Um, but I don't think I and I understand the frustration from players because it's probably frustrating to always hear people asking for expansion. But the issues within the current teams and leagues haven't really been solved fully yet. I understand that frustration for sure. I would be frustrated. I mean, I Mm -hmm. am frustrated, even just as media. Yeah. Um, And so I think that like, there, there are ways to just kind of do it all, but it's going to need a lot of organization and resources and time. And uh, we need that. (laughs) Yeah, That, that I think that's really, really well articulated. Like it's, it's a multiple truth scenario. And I think, you know, it, it, for like organized organizations this big and companies this big, it's sort of like there's, it's almost like a, there's tentacles, right? And I feel like there's just multiple things happening at the same time. And one doesn't have to sort of negate the other. Mm-hmm. But I, I think your point about how players feel and hearing about this is key because there is space for that too, or there should be space for that too, right? Like if you're sort of hearing that the league is doing well and it should be expanding and there's a ratings boom and all this stuff, and then you're not really feeling that in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then you're like, oh, wait, but then why is BG not getting enough security when we're traveling? Why is she not getting her charter? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's all these things where, yeah, you know what? I see the frustration for sure. Yeah, totally. It's, it's kind of like, cool, cool, cool. So we're doing great. But also like, I also, you know, not not every um, practice facility is like the aces or, you know, I, I understand. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think that's one thing that's so incredible about the W is just the amount of camaraderie. Like there doesn't really seem, you know, and me and Catherine touched on this a little bit last week, but like even with like um, Stewie and Fee's new league, there's like, those are really, those are top tier players to be saying like, Hey, we're, we're trying to help everyone here. Like, it's sort of like, no one's really interested in kind of like just being like, okay, whatever. I'm just, I'm just going to get mine. And then you're, I don't care about you. Like, mm-hmm. that's not, that ethos is not really a part of the W, which is, you know, pretty profound, I think in the sports league. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen WNBA players come together so many times before, even if you think about the wobble season um, as yeah. well, the way 
they came together during the Black Lives Matter movement and all that. Like they really started a lot of that. I know that people like to say the NBA started that, but the NBA didn't start that. The WNBA no. started all yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. Um, so we've definitely seen lots of cases where they do come together. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, the, like the the political movements in in the W aren't like can't really be compared to others. Like what the Dream did a couple yes. of years ago, like that's like there's just no there's no. I mean, I don't know of a male league that's even come close to like anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, I mean, expansion talks are, are are fun. So like, hopefully, you know, sort of going back to like the 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 positive side of the league growing. I think you know, hopefully that this turns into a thing where, you know, we are waiting for an announcement and not just sort of this kind of this circular talk that, and I, I get why every year we you know like, I mean? yeah, oh, like, 10 to 15 cities are on the list of expansion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's a little bit, it's a little bit sort of like stock answer territory, but I guess if you don't have something concrete or you haven't made a decision yet, you can't say it. But yeah, as as fans that want excitement, as media that wants, you know, excitement as well, I think it it's like a, a, a it's a little bit of a tease, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, I wanna, you know, I think uh, on this pod we've touched on the aces a bunch, but I think we have to go back to them because um, there's a lot of fun storylines this year and obviously the super team narrative was a big part of, of what was going to be like the main sort of through line of the season, but it's like I, as good as the Liberty have been and they have been great and, and the sun have been fantastic and, you know, the dream surging and everything, the aces are, are, are totally in a different place, uh, in my opinion. And like, you know, I was just looking at the top teams, of all time and the right now the aces have a 909 win percentage only two losses uh and the, i think there's a 27 and 3 uh Houston Comets team that that finished with a with a 900 win percentage so yeah like we are witnessing history and what's your feeling of like how that's affecting the league and not necessarily do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing, but like what is your sort of like feeling watching the Aces? Yeah, it's funny because like it's so clear that the Aces are at a different tier compared yeah. to everybody else. But at the same time, it feels like there's so much parody in the W. Yeah. So al- yeah. Although the Aces are the dominant team and I still have them repeating, there are teams that have kind of like battled with them like dallas wings being one of them the dallas for wings sure being the only team this season to have beaten both the aces and the liberty um and so i think that's a fun part of it too the thing with the aces is like they look at the parody and they're like well look at our team we're gonna meet you <laughs> we're gonna yeah. meet you there like just like the versatility and like the consistency on this squad i mean they're playing at a very high pace and i think part of that quick pace is that they're so good at cutting they're so good at finding each other and playing in transition. You have so many different players that can just score at any given time. Like as much as their defense is good, um, really good, actually, you can't just limit one player. Like you have mm-hmm. Asia who gets what she wants. Chelsea can score from anywhere on anyone. And she can also pass anywhere, um, any literally anywhere she wants. And it's really yeah. hard to defend. You have like Kelsey Plum who 
she's had her moments this year, but she's really great at driving. She's really, she's really quick. She's great at shooting and passing. You have Jackie, who's been like leading them with scoring this year. She's so strong. She's so quick. She gets whatever she needs. You can tell she's been working really hard in the gym. And then you have like your bench as well, too. I know Candace is injured right now. Um, so she is a name that they're missing, but like Alicia Clark is somebody that has been a great addition for them too. Like she's, she's a great scorer for them off the bench. And I just think that they're such a complete team. And the fact that they've played with each other before, like the majority of them, they're just building on top of that chemistry and they're getting better and they're getting closer to their potential every year. And it's been really cool to watch. Like this is a, this is a historic team. And the fact that we get to witness it, um, like it's, it's incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm really into it. I think like I always love an upset and you know, if they just like storm the playoffs, I will probably be in the camp of like wanting someone to dethrone them like more than I do. But I am, you know, I'm just I really enjoying sort of like the high level of basketball they're playing. And you know, I think you articulated it well too, like the the it's not just a collection of individuals like as a team they're just, they're nasty. Like they're, they're incredible. Yeah. Like the, you know, it, cause it's like, it's, it's highlights too. It's not just like they're, they're not gaming the system or being boring. Like they're just really, they're dominating and they're not really taking their foot off the gas. And I mean, if you look at their losses, there's like the, you know, Duana Bonner. Like, yeah. yeah that, that game, like you're watching that game. I was like, okay, that just happens <laughs> in sports. Sometimes somebody does yeah. something. But then, you know, the Wings, and, and and they, you know, credit, they did beat them. But they beat them by two points. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not, and I, yeah, I just like, not seeing a team struggle is is weird. Because, you know, they're not playing against scrubs. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like yeah. they're, they're dominating other incredible teams and athletes and coaches. And, it's, and they're uh, having so much fun with it. Like, yeah. it's just, it's almost just like deflating almost because you're like going up against this team who's so good and they're like not even breaking a sweat. Like they're like laughing and yeah. like smiling and you're just like, oh God, like what do I do against a team like this? Is there, is there like a nugget of sort of like potential parody you see? Or I mean, sorry, not potential parody, but like, you know, besides like the Liberty and Sun, like, do you think if you're the average W team, like, is there, is there something there to hold on to? Or is it just like, I'm sure move on after you play the aces. <laughs> uh, like in terms of like playoffs, I'm sure the aces probably don't want to match up against the wings um, at any point, because I still, as much as the aces are dominant, I think there are just certain matchups that are probably going to be more difficult than others. Um, yeah, totally. Based on personnel and just figuring out how to defend each other. Um, but I don't know, man. It's just really hard for me to pick against them. I think if you play well against Aces, like even I was watching the their most recent game against the Seattle Storm, where the Storm were actually able to crawl back a little bit. I think that's like a moral victory almost for a team that's yeah, like not sure. doing really well. And like, yes, it probably is frustrating for them to not get the win in the end, but to be able to show that kind of um, strength against an Aces team like that is kind of cool. Because like I even tweeted about it. I was like, Every time I watch an Aces game, I feel like I'm living in a simulation. Like, it just does not feel real. Like, it just feels Mm -hmm. like such pure hoops that you just kind of have to just sit there in awe and just be like, wow. 
Yeah. And, you know, and these are the types of teams that sort of like put their stamp on, on league history, right? Like these are the teams that are sort of so good that you years from now will sort of be like, yeah, well, this team's good, but they, they couldn't mess with the, you know, 2023 aces. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I love seeing them tested too. So hopefully yes. that keeps happening. Um, okay, let's move on to the the last question here. Uh, and this is uh, me and Catherine always do a thing called Freddie's Fun Question. And this is mostly just like a silly ass question. Uh, and I mean, I, I did already say that uh, next year, All-Star is going to be in Phoenix. Um, but other than Toronto, what do you think is... What what would be a city you would love to see the W All Star Game in? That's not like in the league already. Yeah, so it was really hard to think at first because I was like, all the W teams are actually like really great cities to have All Star yeah. in. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking like maybe somewhere in Florida. I just wish Florida hmm. wasn't so problematic as a state because like yeah. I feel like Miami would maybe be really good. I know like yeah they. Miami would probably be good. Like, I was thinking maybe, like, San Francisco, like, in the Bay yeah. Area, because they're trying to expand there at some point. And then my third city that I was kind of thinking about was, like, Nashville. I feel like Nashville would be a great city to have. Yeah, Nashville would be really fun. And that was, like, the kind of, that was the point where I was like, okay, this is the one. This is the answer to this question. <laughs> it's Nashville. Yeah, Nash- Nashville's great, and I'm all- and I'm all the way with you with Florida. It's like if they could go to Miami and then sort of just like maybe do like a joint statement on how crappy Ron DeSantis is, yeah. uh, that would be awesome. Um, but yeah, Miami would be like a good vibe, good party. Uh, I sort of went out of the box a little bit for this, uh, and I just think it would be really, really fun as sort of like a totally different thing, but. Uh, and I've never been there, but I would love to see an all-star game in Mexico City. Ooh, I yeah. like that. I just think it would be really fun and it would sort of like, you know, be big for like, you know, international women's basketball. And again, I'm sure the logistics are 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 probably too difficult, but, uh, and also I would not be able to road trip to that. So that would suck. <laughs> uh, but I mean, Phoenix is far away enough. I, I, there was a part of me that was hoping it would be a, like New York or something. Yeah. But uh, my yeah. God, can you just imagine like the prices in New York, if they do all start there, like that'd be crazy. Stay at like a hotel and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. They, they, they'd be like, okay, everyone, you get a negative plus one. And it's um, already like crazy enough. Like even when I went in June, Oh my God. Like I had to stay at a friend's house for like half a week. Cause like, it was like, yeah it's out of control um and and uh just just before we head off like i you so you've you've seen the liberty right like mm-hmm. have you seen like how many arenas have you been to so just barclays because that was the, okay that was my first time covering a w game in person that wasn't the canada game um so yeah it's been it's been a weird year like i did like a I had a lot of uh momentous moments cool <laughs> Well, that I mean, like a weird alliteration, but yeah, you're you're awesome. I think you deserve it. Um, Thank you. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I think this sort of takes us to the end of the pod. But um, can you let people know, sort of like you know, you're doing a lot of stuff, but like where they can find you, um, you know, like how you want support, sort of thing. 
Yeah, so it's been like a hectic last month and a half, uh, a lot of stuff going on, but I launched my own YouTube channel called Crease on Point. Um, you can find that in my Twitter bio at Krina MM. Um, and I haven't posted in a couple of weeks because I have been on vacation. So it's been a little bit hard, but you deserve, I, yes, thank you. Um, but I do have a video coming out in the next week. Um, and that will be about the Canadians in the WNBA because I did get a request to do a video on that. Um, over at my Patreon, which I will now plug. See that segue? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's slick. Um, <laughs> um, I, my Patreon is also in my Twitter bio, um, but I think if you just search like Freedom Mustafa, that should pop up. Um, and you can support me there. It honestly helps. Like I use the money from Patreon to buy this little tiny mic that you see right here. Um, helps with like my StreamYard account, just like all these little things to just kind of help because I am out of like a main income job right now. Um, so trying to like bet on myself a little bit, but, uh, yeah. And I do write, um, WNBA for enjoy basketball. So make sure to subscribe to their newsletter as well. Cool. Um, uh, Karina, thank you so much. And, and everyone listening, I mean, I'm sure, you know, if you're, if you're a big W fan, uh, you probably already know Karina, but in case you don't, um, we will, we Man, will... nobody knows me. Oh my. Yeah. Some people know, some people know. Um, some people they should (laughs) but the good people but yeah you know you know i I think you're a must follow like you know i've i've even gotten you know i I only know about sort of the charter dynamic with canada because at one point you know people were asking you questions on twitter and i asked you a question um (laughs) because people always ask me like why doesn't toronto have a team and that was one where i was like oh that is a roadblock like i think we have chartered flights um and anyways, yeah, we, we really, really appreciate you doing this pod and Thank hopefully you. we'll have you back. Uh, and it's us asking, it's absolutely not you avoiding us. <laughs> and again, um, thank you so much for joining us on your vacation in Romania. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and for anyone listening, um, we are the, uh, uh, the pickup podcast, WNBA podcast. I follow our socials. Um, at the pickup pod on insta and twitter and uh shout out to the sonar network that represents us uh, and shout out to Catherine. and thank you so much everyone uh appreciate you listening